This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hey, LA friends. Doug Loves Movies has a new home at the lab at the Improv, and it's a more intimate space than Dynasty Typewriter, but it is a comedy club and not a theater. It's in West Hollywood, and the main room could sell out, and then people would flow into my show thinking they're going to see stand-up. So just so that there's no confused audience members, it's one time only. I'm begging anybody listening that if you're in the L.A. area, to come tomorrow night, Tuesday, October 17th, 7.30. And uh, I won't bother you about it again moving forward. It'll be on the last, I mean, the third Tuesday of every month at the Improv Lab in West Hollywood, California. Enjoy the show. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as a popcorn curve. 
everybody. My name is Doug, and I like movies. <laughs> I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies, especially uh, scary ones this month, uh, recording on Sunday, October 15th, twenty. 23 Kingsman, the golden circle of friends with benefits of wonderful life. As we know, it could happen to you only live twice in a lifetime. Cop and a half Nelson of Rambo first blood part two for the road house sitter terminator to judgment days to confused cars, cynic and old lace in the old school of rock and roll high school. I did it. My guest today are a newbie and two old bees, Paget Brewster, Kevin Kraft, and Gabe Mollica. Hello. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's meet everybody individually and alphabetically by first name. Joining us for the first time, he's got a one-man show to tell us about. It's Gabe Mollica. Hey, Doug. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. This is very exciting. I'm pumped. <laughs> uh, tell us about your show, dude. Yeah, it's called Solo. Uh, it's a show about friendship. It's a show about how I don't have any friends. And it's running off Broadway. And we we extended a bunch at the Soho Playhouse. And we were self-producing a run at the Connolly Theater upstairs on East 4th Street. And we were just on This American Life, so I thought, oh, we'll have such an easy time selling tickets. And it's still, still so hard. So please come <laughs> to Esports and see my show. We run seven times a week, so please come. Yeah, I guess This American Life used to be a real, you know, booster for, you know, for publicity for things. But, like, even that show has been around long enough now that people can't, people can't do everything Ira Glass tells them to do, right? I know. I, I thought the Ira bump, I was like, it, it just, it just made it harder <laughs> in this weird <laughs> way. Cause I like took my, my foot off the gas for a second. I was like 5 million people heard this episode. It's going to be a piece of cake and it's just so hard. Um, but it's, yeah, fun. it's my favorite thing to do. 17 of those people live in New York. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just never know with these, uh, when you go on a national podcast, I don't know how much it, it helps uh, locally. And, uh, but I hope you do get the Benson bump from doing this one. I, I've been and... looking forward to the Benson bump. It's on my <laughs> circled on my calendar. <laughs> we'll, um, you know, we'll uh, bump it again. Uh, we'll uh, mention the show again at the end of uh, this episode. Thanks. Uh, but uh, thanks for joining us. Our next guest is the only person who's ever guest hosted this podcast. Uh, back during that one day, one person podcast strike I was on. It's <laughs> Kevin Kraft. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Doug. It's good to be back. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> it's good to have you back. Um, you just finished directing a movie. I did. Yeah. We wrapped, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. So uh, there's a strike going on. How'd you, how'd you get permission to do that? Uh, Fran Drescher was cool enough to give us the, the old thumbs up. <laughs> you talked to Fran directly. Uh, it was either her or someone doing an impression of her. <laughs> oh, that's easy to, enough to do <laughs> all of the people that work for her probably just do her voice her voice so she doesn't have to make so many calls <laughs> yeah but um yeah i mean the, i did see you know obviously i didn't speak to her directly but i did see a thing of of her saying you know it's very important to get waivers out to indie films to shoot during the strike because if somebody on a shoestring budget 
can pay the actors what we're asking for, then that just shows the studios can as well. And they just don't want to or are being stubborn. So uh, it was a weird time to shoot my first movie. But, you know, we pulled it off. We got there, got across the finish line. You did it. And it's called The Second Coming of John Cooper, starring Doug Benson. I knew I'd screw it up. I remember the John Cooper part. Well, I did come in and do a day on it, and I trusted you when you said you had a waiver because, you know, I'm not going to be like, show me this waiver. But um, I, I trusted you. And uh, also, I saw how much one gets paid for doing uh, one day's work, uh, the, 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 you know, the money that sag After is asking for, and it's not a lot. <laughs> it is... <laughs> Like you got permission to pay me not very much because that's what we're asking for. That's what SAG after is asking for is like a 2% bump in the, the, you know, the money uh, we we were making before the strike and you gave me that money. And uh, I thank you for that. It was an honor. (laughs) And, you know, I'll be especially excited uh, if either the movie turns out great or if, I end up on the uh, cutting room floor because I got that money. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get it back. <laughs> I think I think the odds of, of you staying in, Doug, are quite high. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was quite high when I did it. All right. <laughs> Check this out. I did some really clever writing for this uh, third intro. Oh. She put Chandler in a box, and now she thinks outside the box to solve crimes. <laughs> it's Padgett Brewster. <laughs> Hello, Doug. I'm so happy to be here. That's great. I'm happy that you're happy to be in your own home. I assume that's where you are. Right now. <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you are one of the guests, one of my frequent guests, who is, uh, enjoys the staying at home part of doing the show. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> uh, when are you going to uh, direct a film or do a one-person show like the, uh, my other guests? Oh, never either. They sound awful to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm proud of both of you guys, but putting on a one-person show, too much work. Directing, too many questions. What about directing a one-person show? Ooh. Oh, nice. it depends on the person. Yeah, right. <laughs> they have those sometimes. Gabe, did you uh, you did this all yourself or did you have someone that was, uh, quote unquote, the director? I have a director. His name is Greg Wallach and he's an L.A. based director and uh, he works with a lot of people. Moses Storm and Hassan Minaj and lots of people. Awesome. I yeah, tell I'm more, more of the truth. <laughs> I'm, I'm very impressed by uh, you guys, though, that work. It's a lot of work. Oh, thanks. Just, just all of it. Directing pre-production get a budget get financing put up a a one-man show sell tickets and you're hustling and you still didn't get what you wanted from this american life it's just it's just rough thanks pageant that's so kind (laughs) so impressed no one sees me but pageant this feels great (laughs) i mean that's got to be a rough starting position for putting on a show having no friends i'm glad you found a director and And anyone to come to the show, because most people, you know, that's what they do initially with the one person show is they have to convince everybody they know, all their friends 
to yeah. come see it. So you really start off in a hole. I'm in a pretty and, big deficit. Uh, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're making three new friends today, but let's, let's wait until the end before we're absolutely sure. Um, before we play some games today, I would like each of you to recommend a scary movie. And Paget was on most recently, so she knew I was going to ask for a movie recommendation. Uh, I, I I watched The Blackening on Hulu. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen I, it? I was so psyched for that movie when it came out in theaters. I thought this is going to be a massive hit. It looks so funny. And I didn't go see it in theaters. It was gone from theaters almost instantly and uh i assume it's somewhere you could see now but it's, please tell me it's as great as i assumed it was it's on hulu and it's great it is it's <laughs> great it's surprising it's hilarious it's funny it's thought-provoking i loved it i loved it yeah the blackening it's great that's I highly a recommend that was one that started off like they made a short film and uh, oh. that turned out great. And then they expanded it into a feature like the short film was probably the calling card to oh, uh, to make the longer version. I didn't know it either. I just make stuff up. Uh, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, what have you got for us? A scary movie. John Cooper is not uh, the second coming of John Cooper is not scary, right? It's a comedy. It, yeah, it's a it's a comedy mockumentary. So yeah, can't re recommend that one yet. It's also <laughs> hasn't even started editing. But uh, there's this hidden little '80s gem that I really like called Intruder. I don't know if you've ever mm. heard of it. But what? I, I don't think I have. Tell us more. So it's a it's a slasher that takes place in a supermarket. And as far as I'm concerned, there aren't enough movies that take place in supermarkets. And yeah. It's got like Sam and Ted Raimi and like small supporting roles. And it has one of the most brutal, realistic, practical kills I've ever seen in a horror movie. Like about an hour in, every time I watch it, I have to rewind it like 15 times just because it is that gnarly. So if you, if you like practical kills and you like supermarkets, check out Intruder. Where does it, uh, you know, in the horror movies that take place in a supermarket, is it better or worse than The Mist? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about Ooh, I mean, The Mist, the Mist is the classic. I, I own that on Blu-ray, and I watch mm. the black and white version only every year around this time. <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't know they did that, but that, I, I could either. already see that improving that movie. Yeah, that's how Frank Darabont, I think, originally wanted that presented and they wouldn't let him. But if you watch it in black and white, it plays out like a Twilight Zone episode. And it is oh, so much wow. more It's very cool. Yeah, a long Twilight Zone episode where one character is unbearable. <laughs> yeah. you know that movie was so polarizing that i it took me years to see it because everyone would either talk about oh that movie's great or they'd go oh it's like the worst thing to sit through and so i was just sort of like i just don't want to even take the chance that i would find it to be the latter but it really is just marcia gay harden mm. committing hard to her role i don't blame the actress but man that is a that is a rough character mm -hmm. and a, you know, just a brutal ending. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what's it, a horror movie without a great villain, though? You, you need a hateable villain. 
Right, but is she technically the villain or just an obnoxious person that's just in the mix? Uh, I would say as her cult grows in the supermarket, she definitely <laughs> is the villain. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you think, Gabe? Do you uh, do you have a scary movie you could recommend? You know, I'm more of like a, I like like warm things. Like I'm, I love Sondheim musicals. So I'm like, oh, scary movies. I'm like, what do I watch that's scary? And uh, I was like, I watched Funny Games recently, and I was like, this is tough to watch. <laughs> what like, is this it? Is not fun. It's like um. It's like a psychological horror movie and we watched it in a group of friends, which I guess I don't have, but a group of bros <laughs> and we just like, couldn't believe how bad it was. And that's kind of like how the perspective we watched it from. So like, I can't recommend that. I'm going to say rear window. I love rear window a lot. I like suspense. <laughs> <laughs> I already wrote down funny games. Let me ask you about funny games real quick. Yeah. It's um, Naomi Watts. Yes. Yes. And uh, Michael Pitt plays the guy that's fucking with her and her. Who, who's her husband? Is it like, uh, I want to yeah. say it's not Gary Oldman. No, Tim, Tim, Tim Roth is in it. Tim Roth. Is uh, it like hey. a married couple in a cabin and someone's fucking with them or something? Yeah, it shows up to their house and just kind of takes house, over. Yeah. yeah, it's their nice house and it's psychological, but also physical and it's, I, I agree that it's a it's a fucked up movie. Um, <laughs> Rear Window, on the other hand, is that rare example I think of a movie where nothing, uh, you know, nothing. Sorry, Kevin, but nothing gnarly happens. But uh, it's still it's still terribly suspenseful and a, just a great uh, character study because uh, James Stewart is such a great actor and uh, Grace Kelly was, you know unparalleled in uh i mean can you believe that her name is grace like she just <laughs> should just be in the dictionary the word should just have her picture next to it um because she just personified uh elegance and in that movie she's just like kind of a regular lady that comes around and uh kisses james stewart on the forehead um <laughs> the great raymond burr is the uh you know massive scary mother effer who uh is in the window across the way and that's the funny thing to me about rear window is that there's been maybe a dozen movies that have just completely lifted the concept yep. of one person witnessing a crime and then not being able to convince anybody i mean maybe even more than a dozen and the thing is is most of the times it works like it's a really solid uh story structure that uh you know rear window sort of invented yeah, they gave Shia LaBeouf one. They're like, you get one too. Go crazy. <laughs> hey, I have a question. What is Sam Peckinpah? What What was the first really scary, creepy psychological couple in a house? Oh, Straw Dogs. Straw Dogs, right? Was that yeah. the first? Is that the first one you can think? That's the first one I can think of. Is there? Well, is there a, a couple being terrorized at home? Uh, yeah, right. there's. You know, there might have been something before that, but it was definitely. A groundbreaking and that's another one i think they remade with naomi watts i think oh or i'm just confusing everything i don't know but i think they did but anyway i like her though uh, she's so compelling but uh she generally you know she takes on movies that are uh you know either very rough to watch or um you know have uh very sad you know, I mean, everything she's in is very violent or dramatic or both. 
the movie she's in with Ewan McGregor, The Impossible, we should, might as well bring that up as a horror movie because it's about, you know, this vacationing family who get caught up in a uh, tsunami. Oh. And it is just so hard to watch. Oh. It is so realistically violent, uh, you know, what happens to these people when there's suddenly just a massive wave hits them on the beach. And it's called The Impossible because... It's about this family trying to find each other again after being, you know, uh, horribly washed away. So, was it based on that on the Sri Lanka? Was it based probably, on a true yeah. story? I'm sure it was. You know, you don't go a few make, years ago? up a tsunami. Yeah, it's not too long ago. I mean, could have could have been, uh, you know, more recent than. Yeah, I'm thinking two two thousands, maybe like two thousand six, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't Something in like the that. last couple of years. It was a, it was a little while ago. A little while ago, but okay. you know, okay. everything past two thousand feels recent to me, even though we're twenty three years in. Um, <laughs> well, thank you for those uh, very very different three very different recommendations, so people can go in all sorts of directions with. Uh, with their their choices i'm watching a, a horror movie a day for the month so i uh, am excited now about uh possibly including uh these titles um because they've been your they favorite so far doug yeah i really liked and um you know i don't mention the names of the where things are streaming i figure you can find it on your own uh, you know I'm, I'm trying not to uh promote the streamers as much as I am just the, the work, the art and um, uh, a movie that's on one of the streamers right now and brand new to it actually. So it's kind of getting a, a bum deal because it didn't really get the publicity it deserves to get. It's called totally killer. Oh yeah. I watched that the other huh. night. Really good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Love the eighties vibe. It had a fun, fun vibe to it. It was, it was a cool flick. Much like uh, they reference Back to the Future uh, quite a bit in it, but at the same time, it's as tight a script and as entertaining. I mean, you know, obviously Back to the Future is a classic, but they can't be messed with. But it, it, as a riff on Back to the Future, to take it and then make it about a slasher, it's also kind of like a movie that Paul Tompkins recommended a few weeks ago before this Halloween shit started happening. He He mentioned time after time where it's a time travel movie where a guy goes back in time to stop Jack the Ripper. And um, this sort of has, uh, you know, that feel as well, because it is, it is someone trying to stop a, uh, a serial killing from happening. And it's funny and, and violent and suspenseful. Uh, Karen Shipka from Mad Men is the lead. She's, she's like a female Michael J. Fox. She's super appealing. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, if I were recommending a movie, I'd throw in that one. Um, we got to go to a break, but when we come back, we're going to play some games and find out where the true alliances and friendships are. <laughs> we'll be right back. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are back. And uh, I should mention that if you want to follow my exploits in uh, watching 31 scary movies in 31 days, just either try the hashtag on X, uh, hashtag 31 scary movies, or just go to the Douglas movies uh, account there or my account on Instagram is called you don't know Doug and I'm doing uh, stuff over there about these movies as well let's play some games Woo! yeah yeah uh, this first game is a new one that I call Olivia Rodrigo to hell <laughs> here's how the game works I'll say a title and you have to guess if it's a movie like a horror movie or just any movie or an Olivia Rodrigo song <laughs> or both. Ooh. Yeah. This game totally hinges on the fact that none of my guests probably know any Olivia Rodrigo song titles. <laughs> and most of them to me do in fact sound like horror movies or could be horror movies. So Gabe is up first. I'll say the title. You tell me if it's Olivia, a movie, or both. And if, if you get it wrong, then it goes to Kevin. He has two options. And if he gets mm -hmm. it wrong, Paget will get that first point because she'll, she'll obviously have it narrowed down to one specific answer. Whenever somebody gets one right, the next person in line alphabetically by first name is up first in the next round. Nice. Three to four exciting rounds will be played. <laughs> Any questions? Who is Olivia Rodrigo? <laughs> is that real? No, I'm kidding. Okay. She's that. I, I, I bought it for a second there because there are people, like I have a joke in my act about um, uh, BTS. Is that what they're called? Yeah, BTS, the um, Korean boy band. Mm -hmm. and it's just fun i asked the audience you know who's who's even heard of uh, this korean boy band and most of them have not and I, last time i checked they are the most popular band on the planet mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's how fractured everything has gotten is that you could be the most popular thing on the planet and plenty of people are like what's that uh -huh. so it's a weird time we're living in but uh gabe are you ready? I am ready. All right. Rodrigo, a movie or both? The Grudge. The Grudge is a movie. That's your final answer? That is my final answer. We go to Kevin. No. <laughs> um, I is mean, it an Olivia I Rodrigo song or both? It's. I mean, it's got to be both. It's. It's a hundred percent a movie, so it's got to be a song as well. 
uh, it has to be. By my calculations, Doug, yes. <laughs> Final answer. Finger off the chess piece. Just so you understand how this game works, it could, in fact, not be an Olivia Rodrigo song. It doesn't have to be both. But in this particular case, yes, <laughs> it is both. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. There's the correct answer sound. Congratulations, <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, The Grudge is uh, actually the name of uh, Olivia Rodrigo song title. And a, uh, a series of uh, films, there's, I think, two grudges. I think somebody had multiple grudges against something um, based on Japanese horror films of, I assume, the same name. Yeah, it's a grudge so you're living in. <laughs> have you seen the grudges, Kevin? Uh, yes, I have. I've seen the Japanese and the American, but I don't think I've seen any sequels. And, and did you like both? I did. Yeah, I like the use of uh, throughout. The use of what? Oh, I forgot. It's Zoom. It's probably cutting out the weird noise I was making. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. It it did it. It did it. uh, uh. Yeah, it cut out after a second. So at first it just sounded like you were saying, uh, and then didn't finish your thought. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a Sarlacc pit. Yeah, <laughs> that's my thinking noise. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, Paget, you're up first in the second round. Ready. Olivia Rodrigo song, a movie or both? Blobfish. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, I. No record label would let you release a a, a track called Blobfish. So uh, it's got to be a movie. What? What? <laughs> wow. Wow. Gabe. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I can't believe uh, she said both. It, uh, no, no, she said movie. Uh, I'm, I, I guess I got to say song. That is correct. Oh my God! Olivia Rodrigo what? has a song called Blobfish. I must. Um, I think it's a cute <laughs> song. I think it's a cute song about a blobfish because even though they're ugly and blobby, um, it was in a uh, whatever Disney show she was in. Oh, oh yeah, she was in High School Musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> yeah, she That's did a real that. name. <laughs> she did that, but she also, this was like something, it's even, uh, she even like sang it with somebody else, whatever this Blobfish song is. Um, okay, so <laughs> Gabe and Kevin are both on the board. Kevin gets to go first on this next one. Uh, you ever see a Blobfish, Kevin? I have. They're hysterical. Mm-hmm. Right? Aren't they? They're yeah. so weird. They're the greatest thing in the world. There was a dude that used to, uh, early on in Douglas movies, I don't know his current status on social media, but it was a, his name on, on Twitter was Blobfish, and he had a picture of a Blobfish, and it always that always amused me. Okay. Yeah, it kind of looked like a bummed out dad from the 1950s. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the weirdest, and Blobfish is one word. It's all, the whole thing is weird. Okay. <laughs> Here we go, Kevin. Okay. 
I'd say these are going to get harder, but I don't I don't know if easy or hard is a way to describe any of this. Uh-huh. Uh, a motion picture, uh, a song from Olivia, or both. Vampire. Uh-huh. All right. I mean, there's got to be a movie called Vampire. And if Olivia Rodrigo will do a song about Blobfish, I imagine she did a song about <laughs> vampires first. So I'll say both. I can't believe how you reasoned that out and <laughs> actually came up with the correct answer. <laughs> it is Vampire. Well yeah, done. she... Uh, she has a song called Vampire. It's one of her more popular ones, I think. And then um, uh, there was a, t- a film in 2011 called Vampire. And uh, Kevin uh, did this quite handily and quite quickly. He won the game. It was first person to uh, to two points, and he did it. Oh, so right. uh, congratulations, Kevin. And uh, thanks to everybody for uh, you know leaving me with enough uh olivia songs um <laughs> since it ended early I, i'll be able to play this game again sometime and, and, uh, <laughs> confuse a whole different group of uh of panelists uh on behalf of all but, the panelists i'd like to say kevin uh Rodrigue, go to hell uh <laughs> 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 it's a perfect name for a game yeah because you can just say it to the winner I, I, I so can't wait to hear that Blobfish song. <laughs> I wish it was we were the kind of a show, like a radio show or something, where a technician could you know could just look up the song and and play it as we go to a break. But uh, you know we can't afford a, a song called Blobfish that was on a Disney Channel show. <laughs> yeah, sounds. I mean, good. when they start making us pay for music, isn't it weird that podcasts like mine? If I just threw in snippets of songs, nobody would say shit about it. Isn't mm-hmm. that weird? It feels like, especially when there's ads in the show and stuff, that like somebody should uh, should complain. But I guess uh, ASCAP and people that are taking care of the rights of uh, musicians just haven't haven't gone around to podcasts yet. Mm. I don't. Yeah. I mean, there's so little money in streaming. Uh, it's the yeah music music uh, got shafted first really oh yeah music's really in a tough spot but at least it was supposed to be music first and then and then sold to you know then make all this money from being in movies and stuff i hope that most people writing songs aren't sitting out there hoping oh i hope this song gets played incidentally in the background in the spongebob squarepants movie oh you do get paid for that that's what i'm saying you do but you can't you can't write a song in hopes of that sort of thing happening. True. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but, but somehow Smash Mouth had a song that got into that and also a Shrek movie just for existing. And uh, they probably did make a pretty good penny off of that. Oh, yeah. All right. What? I said that, well, they, they end the movie Rat Race. They just have a music video at the end of that movie. It's kind of unbelievable. <laughs> right because you're like first of all i just sat through rat race and now this like whoopi goldberg and smash mouth in the same film why did i how did this happen 
I missed How the did movie, two things that. I didn't want get come together in one? <laughs> I, I just rewatched um, Kingpin somewhat recently, and I 100% forgot that that movie ends with a music video from Blues Traveler dressed as Amish people. <laughs> oh, my God. What a treat. Because, <laughs> well, you know, Amish people love eating and playing the harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> Although that guy, John Popper, have you seen him? He lost like a lot of weight. He looks like uh Penn Jillette now. Did he do a, a the Ozempic, you think? I don't know how he did it. All I know is, this is the weirdest thing, little sidebar. Um, you know Billy Gardell from... Um, yeah. Now he's on Bob Hart's Bob Hart's Abishola. Yeah, he's the star of that, and he's gotten smaller and smaller on, on that show because when he started, I think he yeah. was still pretty heavy, and now... Mm -hmm. Then he did Ozempic commercials, and then he's super skinny now. Uh -huh. And the last time I saw him, I was like, wow. So, you know, I, I wanted to hear it from the man himself, like, holy shit. So Ozempic, I thought Ozempic, like you gain the weight back right away, uh, you know, if you don't really maintain it or whatever. And he goes, oh, I just lost the weight. I incidentally like he didn't take ozempic at all he says he just it's just a coincidence that he really? decided to lose his sh that he finally lost his shit ton of weight while also being a spokesman for ozempic oh my god <laughs> that's wild yeah and you know he could have been well, lying to me but uh been. i don't know he's he's a pretty nice guy so i figure uh it was legit all right we've got one more game to play that's going to determine it all and Kevin gets to go first, and we'll do it right after this break. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We are back. Just a quick reminder, because you just had a lot of information that you were listening to, listeners. Uh, Kevin Kraft won the first game, so he gets to go first in this game. Another new one. Ooh. that I created. Ooh. It's called Chasing After Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee <laughs> Curtis. Okay. <laughs> JLC is the undisputed scream queen. You ask anybody who's the number one star of horror movies, uh, that's a lady. And the answer is always going to be Jamie Lee Curtis. And this game is about all the other scream queens that are not jamie lee curtis oh, oh boy yeah kevin's okay. gonna go first then we're gonna go to gabe then we're gonna go to Patrick. i would like you to guess the name of a scream queen that you think ranks in the top nine we don't have a you know Top number one because Jamie Lee Curtis takes that takes that role. And this is according to the Chive, an expert on almost everything. 
If oh. the chive says it, it's the truth. I don't know. I'm just saying that just to make it seem like I got a really good source for this. In fact, that's another way to look at it. We could say this is according to the chive. They're crazy over there. Uh, so <laughs> the baked potato uh, website. <laughs> so Kevin's going to guess first. And uh, if he guesses any person that's in the uh, top nine correctly, he gets the, the higher per the person's ranked, the more points you get. If you get the person who's number two after Jamie Lee Curtis, that's worth nine points. All the way down to number 10 is worth just one point. Okay. Uh, so Kevin is going to guess first. He'll guess a name, and then I'll tell you how many points he gets, if any. Then we move to Gabe, and he guesses. Then we go to Paget, and she guesses. Then from there, you're each going to get two more guesses, but we're going to keep going in turn until all three of you have guessed three times, and hopefully we've knocked all nine names off of the list. Don't think it's going to happen, but you never know. Uh, let me see if there's anything else that I need to uh, say about this game. We think that's it. Does it make sense? Yeah, I got yeah. it. All right. It so is... far, it really only matters that Kevin gets it because he's first. <laughs> yeah, everyone... I'm trying to. It's an interesting wrinkle to pull it from a mm -hmm. website because now I got to try and put myself in the mindset of a blogger who I'm sure is going to love to get a deep cut, love to get some obvious stuff and then throw something in. That's going to piss people off. Cause well, they like to say that it. it's, um, you know, the editors or like a group of people got together and came oh. up with this ranking. Okay. And the reason I give it any legitimacy at all is because they did put Jamie Lee Curtis in the number one slot. If she'd have been anywhere else, I would have been like, this is stupid. Mm -hmm. These people, these people don't know. Mm -hmm. what they're doing because she it's just for her to start off in halloween movie the first of all to be a nepo baby and then get cast as the lead in a, a, a horror movie just because john carpenter liked her it wasn't like he was buddies with her parents but then for her career to stall immediately and john carpenter to give her a part in the fog and it revitalized her but it made her a horror movie person so then the next several movies she did were horror films. She was just sort of trapped in that. But Wild. then eventually she broke out of that. And then all these years later, now she's back at it again. Yeah. Uh, you know, having done like three more Halloween movies just in the last uh, five or six years. Mm -hmm. So that being said, Kevin, you get the first shot at this. Uh, uh, I've got nine actresses' names written here. Give me your thoughts on who would be on this list. So I'm going to roll the dice here a little bit and burn my first guess on someone who might not be obvious unless you're a horror nerd or more specifically an eighties horror movie nerd. And I'll just go with Barbara Crampton. What? what? Just saw her in a uh, suitable flesh directed by, friend of the show joe lynch who has made a few appearances this month and i had to like i had to bench him because uh, he knows so much about horror movies that these games he, he just runs away with it so i have him back on in november 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> <them> time out. <laughs> yeah, gave him a little brief timeout because uh, you know winter. I always like to have him back as soon as possible, but you know between scheduling and also fairness. Uh, this time of year, you can't have him back. I can't because you know yeah. nobody wants to listen to somebody just run away with this thing and maybe some people would put their money on Kevin Kraft, but so far he's got zero points <laughs> Oh, because Miss Barbara Crampton did not make the list. She deserves to be there though. Oh, for man. reanimator I, alone. I got it. I have to speak to the manager of Chive. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> A list of screen queens without, without Barbara Crampton is so fucking insulting. Right. Well, wait till you hear. You can tell me after which one of these ladies you think doesn't deserve to be in this vaulted position. Now, now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got one or two that I would I would definitely replace with Barbara Crampton. But let's Ooh. go to Gabe and see um, if he can get some points on the board. Uh, when I hear Scream Queen, it makes me think of literally the movie Scream. And so I'm going to say Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore, first Scream movie uh, thing that they've uh, not only redone, like repeated in other Scream movies where you have like a famous person uh -huh. uh, be the first kill. Uh, it's also a fun uh, reference in the movie Kevin and I were talking about, uh, Totally Killer, uh, refers to the fact that uh, Drew Barrymore was such a bait and switch in that movie. Um, but guess what? Not good Sorry, enough for the drive. Did not make the list. Probably because, you know, once she got killed in Scream, she got out of the game. I can't. She's in Cat's Eye and Firestarter, but those were when she was a kid. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like she sort of dipped from the horror genre after Scream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which yeah, also made it so special that she was even in it. Yeah. Yeah. She's on strike from, from horror movies, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not bring up the Drew Barrymore and strike. That was that was ugly. <laughs> it was a lot of a lot of ugly crying from her during uh, during uh -huh. that process, uh, and also all of her writers uh, just you know decided Quit. not to come back. Once yeah, they announced. Yeah, once they got the thumbs up. Yeah, because that is so weird. The weirdest one for me, and I know it's not Drew specifically, but like some of their uh, some of their audience members one day uh, got pins from the. Uh, you know, from the picketers outside that said, you know, something about say or writer's guild solidarity or something. And the, uh, the people that work at the show, the staff were had to go around and take them away from people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just to be, to in sit, the audience with a to sit in the audience. Union. Yeah. yeah they yeah. wouldn't let them. Yeah. That was a wild story. I saw that. <laughs> That's so crazy. Okay. So Gabe, uh, you'll have two more chances coming up, but we got to go over to Paget. Taking her first shot at it. Who do you think should be in the top 10 Scream Queens? Um, I'm going to go with Tippy Hedren. Now, that is a great incorrect answer. No, come on. <laughs> Give me a break. I know. What? She, was in, she was in arguably two or three horror movies. Come on. Screaming her nuts off. Yeah, she did have to do a lot of screaming, and then and uh, she also was in a Hitchcock movie that wasn't even a horror movie, so that was probably a nightmare to film. But um, yeah, she didn't make the list. Wow. Uh, so now, since we've all since we've had three goose eggs, let me give you <laughs> one 
hint going into the next round? No. <laughs> I'm going to win it on my next name. No hints. <laughs> okay. No. All right. I, I think you'd really appreciate this hint, but uh, I also I, I like your competitive. Nature. All right. All right. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What's the hint? What's the hint? I should have said this in the beginning, but I just felt like it was unnecessarily confusing things. But I believe they call it modern scream queen. Hey, that's not fair. Take right? my tippy and when does modern, out. And when does modern even start? Like When, when does when that does... start? So I can't say Janet Lee either from Psycho. Well, you could, you could, but I is that modern? something that should help you. <laughs> Because also she didn't, uh, you know, Janet Lee didn't make a habit of being in horror movies. She's just in the most famous one ever. Yeah, she did. But her screams so good. Right. She was a, a cream, a, a queen of that one. It's really the, scream. the quality of the scream that I'm OK. Never mind. Mm -hmm. OK, so modern. Cinema. I think they used her scream in, in other movies. You know, oh. I think they, they loop it in or whatever. Uh, I think. I know that wow. there's been some screams over the years that have not been the, the real person, just like how in musicals, but even sometimes in dialogue, in dialogue, they've huh. replaced act actresses with like Andy McDowell doesn't do her own speaking in the Tarzan movie. Greystoke. It's, oh, uh, right. it's, it's Glenn Close. Whoa. Because yeah. they didn't like her accent, her Southern accent. Yeah. And, but, you know, that was early in her acting career, so yeah. she probably really couldn't, could, just couldn't hide it. But, yeah. you know, she's turned out to be a tremendous act actress. And her daughter, uh, Margaret Qualley, is like, uh, she's qualified to be a screen queen because she's been, <laughs> she's been in like a few now. Um, okay. <laughs> qualified. Uh, all right. Now that we've established that it's modern, which I don't even, if I had, if I had to say, I'd say, like, Probably modern means 1980 to now. Ah. Okay. okay. So that's a, that's a new clue for everybody. It's a, that'll hopefully help. Kevin, yeah, what have you got? By Barbara Crampton. Just saying. Fucking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, cramps should be in there. All right. If we're going modern. <laughs> oh, oh, I got um, it. Okay. Uh, I, I apologize for piggybacking off of you, Gabe. You might have to tell me to Olivia Rodrigo go to hell again, but <laughs> I don't think it gets more modern than Nev Campbell if we're talking mm. Scream Queens and Scream. Nice. I really thought that's where Gabe was headed. I thought, holy shit, Gabe has really figured mm -hmm. this out. And then he said <laughs> Drew Barrymore. Nev Campbell is correct. Yeah. Nice. And number two on the list after mm -hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis. For her six or seven screen movies that she was in. And um, so that's worth nine points for Kevin. Oh, right. Feels insurmountable, but it's not. That is a high number. Yeah. Yeah. He did really crack a big one, but we got eight more names. All worth <sighs> points. What do you think, Gabe? Um, so a big one when I was a kid was uh, I know what you did last summer. And then I think she did screen another screen movie, which is Sarah Michelle Geller. Number three on the list. Oh, damn oh. it. Nice pull, Gabe. Excellent work. And you cited it exactly. She was in uh, I Knew What You Did Last Summer. She was in Scream 2. And she was in uh, Grudge 1 and 2. 
Oh, a call back, call back to the grudge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the grudge needs, needs more mentions. Cause also I think like PG 13 or something like uh, that's the ring and the grudge were both like, Oh, I get it. Like creepy things happen, but you know, you gotta have something really violent in there to, you know, to get me, uh, you know, to be scared. Usually there's, mm. a, there's exceptions. I think that, uh, Sam Raimi, the aforementioned Sam Raimi, his drag me to hell is probably one of the best PG 13 horror movies ever made. Uh, cause it's scary, but it's just gross. There's no like bloodshed, you know, it's just, it's just constant secreting and vomiting. And <laughs> it's like every disgusting thing you could put in a movie and not, and still not get an R rating. Yeah. It is probably the grossest PG 13 movie ever. It's gotta be. It is great okay. though. Paget, you got, you got a lot to uh, work yeah. with. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. That, the only, I'm completely stuck. Cause you, I, all, all I can think is Adrian Barbeau. You, <laughs> hair you, in black. You haven't been, um, Linda Blair. I can't think of anything past 19, uh, Beyond beyond 1980, I can't win this game. Well, maybe some of the other guesses might uh, help you figure something out. They but... did it. Nev Campbell, Sarah Michelle Gellar, um... Courtney Cox. No, <laughs> she was just an anchor for news. Per... Okay. Uh, Three names. You have to pick one. I have to pick one of all of those wrong answers. I didn't say any of them are right or wrong. You just keep going. You're like the Enterpriser Bunny of trivia. C Courtney Cox? That's your answer? Yeah. Yes. She is <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> She's number 10, so it's only worth one point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the board. <laughs> it's the friends we made along the way. This is great. Yeah, that's the important. <laughs> right. This is the... uh, okay. <laughs> so, Edge's on the board. Okay. That's exciting development. Everybody's got points, but Kevin, this is crucial. If you can get yeah. another one, these uh, seven actresses God. who are hated scream queens by the chive the place we go for all things scream queen <laughs> uh and this is my last guess right doug this is it yeah so uh, it, it gotta put some more points on the board just stave off gabe but maybe uh maybe it won't happen for gabe because he's still trailing you by one point oh i'm so torn there's so many different ways it can go but mm -hmm. Is this, is this, was this just recently published? Is this new? You know, if I dove, dove into it that much, it would take the fun out of it for me. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. There's some dumbass website that may have published this years ago. And yet somehow <laughs> they didn't think of Janet Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Janet <laughs> like, Lee. Linda Bl I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. <laughs> so mad. I mean, I will say that these all these actresses have the numbers on their side. They've all been at least two or three 
horror movies, a lot of times a series of movies, and then Damn. some of them have horror TV credits. God. But none of them are horror TV exclusively, because this is Doug Loves Movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm... I got a lot locked and loaded. It's very Shit, Kevin. select one. Damn it. Yeah. Damn. So jealous. Go. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm going to trust my gut. Okay. Hoping that this article was written in the last couple years. Because um, if they want clicks, they would probably include Jenna Ortega. <gasps> was in a Scream movie. She's been in, I think, X, the Ty West movie. Not the story of uh, the destruction of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wednesday. Wednesday's awesome. Very popular. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess uh, uh, I, my whole heart isn't in it, but I'm oh. taking a gamble here. I think I think <laughs> they're going to go with Jenna Ortega. I'm sorry. <laughs> she did make it. I mean, she really did. She really is getting in there with Scream and X and, and Wednesday, and now she's going to be in uh, Beetlejuice 2. Yeah. So if they don't freaking put her on there, if the Chive ever gets reconvenes on this, uh, they should definitely give her a spot. Yeah, that's what I get for playing for points and not playing with my heart. <laughs> well, you can tell us at the end. You you know, once we get to uh, determine who the winner is, we'll uh, see what other names you think might be on here. Because we're not going to hit all of them, that's for sure. Gabe? Okay. I, I didn't think I was going to watch this movie, and then I I found out that like my friend Peter Gross was in it, so I was like, well, now I have to watch it. And so I watched The Menu, and I really oh. liked it. And so I don't know how recent this article is, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Anya Taylor Joy. No, I gotta say that it brings me great Anya Taylor Joy. <laughs> that is correct. No. Wow. That's right. She, she doesn't scream once in that movie. <laughs> She's very understated. <laughs> in which one? In the menu. Oh, right. I yeah, I it's funny. I don't even think of the menu as a horror movie, even though it has horror elements. Yeah. You know, I think I get it's it. intense, like it's got the same intensity as a lot of uh, chef movies and TV shows. Uh just that uh, intense kitchen energy. But uh, not only was she in the menu, she was in last night in Soho, did plenty of screaming in that. I think she oh, was in the screamed a bit there and she was a hostage in uh glass, uh, you oh. know, equal to unbreakable. Mm. Uh, I don't so know she, what glass is. What's glass? I'm strong. It's what's his name. It's Samuel Jackson's story. Sto it's his like story from unbreakable. But then there's also uh, there's oh. also called Split, where uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, you know the guy from the X Men movies. Uh, he played a guy with multiple personalities. It's actually a really good performance. He's really good at it. But anyway, she comes in eighth place. That's worth three points. Gabe, I got to give Padgett one more shot. But I I, I also can just tell you quietly that. Uh, I can't win. I know. I yeah, you are. He won. He won. But he won. Fun. Give us one more. 
Paget, show us what you got. Karen Black <laughs> from Who Trilogy of Terror. Right, classic TV movie. And she was, I think she was in Black Christmas, but she wasn't the title character. No. She was in one of those, not Black Christmas, but something like that around the same time, like in the 70s. Uh, she was indeed a, a, a scream queen, but she didn't make... Did not make the list. She did not make the child's list. Can you tell us who else is on the list, though? I need to know. Wouldn't it be fun to just drop it and not say? Uh, <laughs> oh! Doug, no, can, we, I, can I make a guess that I would have made if I went with... Uh, <laughs> if I, yeah, keep guessing. <laughs> I, I mean, I figure if, if I didn't guess Jenna Ortega, I was going to go with Jennifer Love Hewitt because she was the star of the I Know You Did What You Did Last Summer movies. So mm -hmm. Sarah Michelle Gellar made the cut. I figure she had to have. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good uh, theory. But, um, you know, for whatever reason, she she didn't make the cut. Wow. Uh, what is life? She I just didn't. She didn't scream enough. You know, she didn't. Uh, was she in was she she was in both of the I know what you did last summer movies because she survived the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she was in two of those. But then but beyond that, she wasn't really much of a she was mostly just in comedies and that and that weird Jackie Chan movie, The Tuxedo. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was weird about it. Jennifer Love Hewitt was in it. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so let's go from the bottom of the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And educate everybody. And the listeners are probably beside themselves with having some of these answers right at their uh, tongue tips. I bet they do. Number nine, speaking of weird tongue action, from the Nightmare on Elm Street films, Heather Langenkamp. Oh, yeah. See, that's why I went with 80 on, because that's I think she's the one that would represent like the oldest. Right. Uh, the furthest back. Queen. Yeah. And she oh, she's God. like uh, appeared in like three of the uh, Elm Street movies. Uh, so 10 was Courtney Cox, nine, Heather Langham, eight, Anya Taylor-Joy. And then uh, number seven. This is a real uh, she's a real recent up and comer in the horror game. And I think she made the list because she's in several seasons of uh, that TV show, American Horror Story. It's Thaisa Farmiga. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, she, and she was also, also the, the conjuring. Film. Isn't she in all the conjuring movies? No, she's the daughter of the lady from the conjuring. Oh, oh, oh right. No, the sister. They're, they're actually sisters. Sister. Oh, yeah. Right. But much like a big a gap. Year age gap. There's 42 years between them. Yeah, I keep falling for that trap of thinking that she's her daughter, and uh, she was also in a movie called The Finals Girls. And but she's in the that. nun. Yeah. She's in the nun. Mm -hmm. That's right. Oh, there's more than one nun. Well, whatever it is, there was not enough nun. <laughs> I just saw it, and it's. I wouldn't recommend it. I wanted okay. more nun for my money. Okay, but she was very good. That's she's a great actor. Yeah, I like yeah. her a lot. She, you know, and she was. Uh, is she in Bates Motel with her mother? 
her mother stop it <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember the tv I show i place her mother in Batesville. <laughs> <laughs> cut it out <laughs> who knows look we'll find out there'll be a deathbed confession at some point speaking of of what you call it um uh American Horror Story number six is a lady. It's been in every goddamn season of that show. It feels like. Plus, she's in Bird Box and Glass. Her name is Sarah Paulson. Mm. Or six mm. on the. Oh, that's so. I yeah, I guess okay. Yeah. Wow. Joe Lynch would have known all of these. Then number five from multiple Halloweens and uh, at least two Hatchets movies called Daniel Hatchets. Harris. That's right. Daniel Harris. Look at the he big on my list. Kevin now. And number four brings me such joy to tell you that it's Vera for me. For her, in the uh, Conjuring's film. Conjuring. <laughs> oh. Yeah. On all Formiga guesses. That would have been killer. Uh, yeah. If anybody had farmed for some Formiga, huh. they would have reaped some points. But <laughs> congratulations, Gabe. I would argue that uh, I would say that going into this, you probably thought you didn't stand a chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Being more of a fan of musicals than than horror. And uh, and yet here we are. So congratulations. You get to do your plugs first. What <laughs> is called it's called solo a show about friendship uh, it's running off broadway where we've already done 53 performances we're doing another 14 um we still haven't quite hit our stride yet i know that sounds weird but we're close so come buy tickets and if you dm me i'll send you a promo code Ooh, i like a Tasty. good promo code and um also i just want to clear up for everybody that it's called solo uh because it's about a a man by himself with no friends. It's not about, it's not the origin story of Han Solo. <laughs> no, but we do sell merch with a parody of that. Oh, and, perfect. Uh, with the idea that hopefully Disney will sue us and then we'll get great press. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. All I do is talk shit about Disney, hoping they'll sue me. Uh, well, congratulations, Gabe. We'll have you back on the show as soon as we can work it out. You're on the East Coast and I'm out West, but we can uh, certainly have you back on a Zoom show or the next time that I'm uh, on your side of the country. Oh, thanks, Doug. I appreciate that. Uh, no problem. Um, Paget Brewster. Not much to I, plug right now. Eh? I can't, I'm not allowed. Uh, you're just I'm talking. not allowed. Not allowed. Nothing. I'm not allowed to plug anything, which sucks because a lot of cool stuff. But what are you going to do? It's all right. It's all right. It's a cause I believe in. Uh, and people could just Google your name and uh, see the great things that you were up to before uh, the business came to a halt. I feel like I just saw this on a reality show. Someone saying, Google me, bitch. <laughs> I, think, I think I did. <laughs> uh, Bachelor in Paradise, maybe? <laughs> no, I th actually, I think it was House of Villains. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. Is it good? <laughs> it's um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Only one episode is aired. Oh, OK. We'll see. Uh, but I, I, I Joel McHale, I, I love and I think he's very funny and, and I like villains. It's interesting. I like it. Yeah, I got some really good ones on there. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. That girl, that lady in New York is really funny. 
Yes, Tiffany. Tiffany, yeah. Yeah. Tiffany Pollard? I think that's correct. Yeah, that's my guess. I'll give myself a point. Good job. But thank you for being here, Paget. Thank you. And Kevin Kraft, it's too early to promote it, but it's called The Second Coming of John Cooper. That's And correct. it will be out someday. We'll have you back on the show uh, to promote it when it does come out. Um, yeah. Anything uh, else? Any other shout outs you want to give? In the meantime, you can follow at John Cooper movie on Instagram and see updates and posts. And that'll, you know, also give you a pretty big clue of when it's ready to release and where it's going to end up. Uh, but yeah, Doug's Doug's in it. Doug has a cameo of himself. Um, DLM regular Dustin Ibarra is in it, who, by the way, I just went and saw him tape his first special last night. And it was fucking incredible. So shout out to Dustin. Um, and I guess follow me on Instagram and threads at Kevin Craft and uh, follow me on Letterboxd. <laughs> Letterboxd. People are always trying to talk me into doing that, but I would uh, I would become obsessed, I think, if I uh, participated. Oh, yeah, I am obsessed. It is my <laughs> most used app. I'm obsessed with it. It's it is a very slippery slope, Doug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Douglas movies is going to be at tomorrow night. If you're listening to this on Monday, tomorrow night, we have our first episode at our new monthly home on the third Tuesday of every month. We're at seven 30 at the improv lab at the Hollywood improv comedy club. It's a nice, uh, intimate venue. So I'm hoping, uh, you know, people will come out and, uh, fill it up. And then Saturday, October 25th at 420 Tacoma Comedy Club in Tacoma, Washington. And Doug Lowe's Movies is also coming to Austin, Texas at Cap City Doug. Comedy Club. Yeah, it's, we're going all over the place with it. Cleveland. Awesome. Uh, a few other places. Uh, San Antonio. All of it is at DougLovesMovies.com. So look it up and see if I'm coming to the city near you. Thank you once again to my guests, Paget Brewster, Kevin Kraft, and Gabe Malika. And as always, come on, eat. <laughs> now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room 